0: i want you to hit me as hard as you can 27 years ago there was no bigger star on the planet than arnold schwarzenegger he was everywhere a symbol of the american dream come true and a beloved icon to children all around the world but that's where the trouble started everyone loved terminator 2 judgment day which paired him with edward furlong's tough talking teen john connor But what if he was paired with a younger co-star in a soft PG-13 rated action flick that would basically be halfway between Terminator and Kindergarten Cop? Surely such a film would please both his adult fans and his younger ones. But best laid plans have a way of going awry. So join us as we look at what the f*** happened to this movie. Thursday, June 17th, 1993. Mark Canton, the head of Columbia Pictures, along with his marketing team decide to hold an early Thursday night preview of their budget-busting summer blockbuster, Last Action Hero. The news initially is good, two of the three scheduled screenings are sold out, surely they've got a hit on their hands, but this was not the case. According to an Entertainment Weekly write-up from the time, the team, as they entered the theater, noticed a curious sight, row after row of empty seats. But wait a second, they must have thought. Wasn't the film sold out? Alas, the sold out signs were for the wrong movie. They were for Jurassic Park. Indeed, the summer of 1993 had been shaping up to be a victory lap for Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was then at the height of his popularity in the wake of Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Surely Steven Spielberg's animatronic dinosaurs were no match for the Austrian bodybuilder. Turns out, they were. The opening weekend would tell the tale when Jurassic Park, in its second week of release, grossed over $38 million dollars, huge numbers for 1993, compared to Last Action Hero's anemic $15 million dollars. In the end, the film would top out at $50 million dollars domestically, a disaster for an $80 million dollar movie, and even after the Muscular International box office was tallied up, the film would end up losing over $26 million dollars for the studio. What went wrong? According to the now infamous Hollywood book, Hit and Run by Nancy Griffin, well, a whole lot. But all movies, good or bad, start with a script. So, let's take it from there. The year is 1991. Two college boys named Zach Penn and Adam Leff decided to write a screenplay spoofing 80s action movies. Think Scream, five years before it existed, but for 80s action. The spec script, extremely violent, sold to Columbia Pictures, who promptly hired Shane Black the very person whose screenplays were being mocked here, to rewrite the film, and promptly changed everything but the key concept, that of a fatherless child getting sucked into a movie where he winds up becoming a sidekick to his fantasy hero, Jack Slater. At this point, Columbia Pictures, which was then run by Peter Goober and John Peters, no doubt had dollar signs in their eyes, with them landing the proverbial golden goose, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who, believe it or not, almost signed on to play the Tooth Fairy in a movie directed by Penny Marshall instead. It worked for The Rock, right? Oh yeah! Now, Arnold Schwarzenegger's popularity was both a blessing and a curse to the film, now retitled Last Action Hero. Where his career had started with Conan the Barbarian and the Terminator, slowly but surely his screen image was softened, first with him playing a father in Commando, then with him doing comedy in Twins, a movie which wound up being his biggest hit to date. Kids loved Arnold, and his R ratings didn't scare them away, although parents likely weren't happy with the extreme violence of Total Recall, with Terminator 2 Judgment Day notably toned down in comparison. Then came Kindergarten Cop. So basically, Arnold wanted to make an action movie for the whole family, so the decidedly rated R Extremely Violent became the PG-13 last action hero. But who would direct? All of the big guns back in those days got phone calls, and in the end, John McTiernan, coming off Predator, Die Hard, and The Hunt for Red October signed on, but not without conditions. There would be more rewrites, with William Goldman being brought in to further doctor and soften the script. Rumor has it, Even Carrie Fisher had a hand in the script, which isn't as outrageous as it sounds because back then she was a famous script doctor, having notably introduced Rene Russo's character in Lethal Weapon 3. According to an oral history on We Minored in Film, the villain of the original script, a satanic movie theater projectionist, was transformed into a kindly old man who got the magic movie ticket from Harry Houdini. The teenage hero became a preteen, better for Arnold's family image. While the one-eyed henchman benedict became the main baddie the shoot began and by all accounts it was a micromanaging nightmare from day one with studio head mark Canton betting big on its success the result was that mcturnan found himself being pulled in opposite directions with the pg-13 a contentious issue although all involved say that that was the plan from the start even arnold schwarzenegger had doubts saying in the we minored in film oral history John McTiernan and I were having a drink after shooting until 3 in the morning one night in New York and he said, what we're making here is ET. When I heard that, I had the sinking feeling that maybe the whole PG-13 thing was a mistake. People might not buy me doing family-friendly action film. McTiernan says one of the major problems was the fact that he had only 9 and a half months to deliver a major action flick with the June 18th, 1993 release date ironclad. Even after Universal announced Jurassic Park would be opening the week before, nobody budged. Soon, it became apparent that the film was in major trouble. With production wrapping in the winter and multiple editors working six days a week, 18 hours a day to get the film finished. And then came the reshoots, which by McTiernan's estimate, ended three weeks before the film hit theaters. And then came the test screening on may 1st 1993 the film infamously tested in rough form and was so bad that studio head mark canton had the comment card seized and shredded after the screening but the coup de grace would be delivered when jeffrey wells that's right the now infamous jeffrey wells of hollywood elsewhere who was then a freelancer got word about the test screening and reported on it canton went nuclear when the offending story ran in the la times threatening to make anyone affiliated with the paper Persona non grata, unless Wells was punished, but it was too little too late. The word was out. Even so, Last Action Hero might have still been a hit if it were not for Jurassic Park. Sony had been working overtime to sell the film, although in hindsight the campaign was far too targeted towards kids. The studio even painted Last Action Hero and Arnold Schwarzenegger on the side of a NASA rocket that was blasted into space while Burger King made it their big movie tie-in of the summer. Yet, it was all for naught. The Jack Slater action figures failed to fly off the shelves, and the big expected catchphrase, Big mistake. turned out to be no I'll be back. or hasta la vista, baby. One tie-in that did work unexpectedly well, however, was the soundtrack. The album, which went platinum, was well-reviewed, featuring a rocking lead single by ACDC, Big Gun, which now infamously also featured a dancing Arnold Schwarzenegger, in addition to stronger-than-expected cuts by Alice in Chains, Tesla, Cypress Hill, and Def Leppard. Buckethead even played on Michael Kamen's score. In the end, the movie became a punchline for the media, attacking it with relish. It was a major setback for all involved, including McTernan, who took a year off afterward, and especially Schwarzenegger, with it seeming to close out the chapter on the time when he was the world's biggest movie star. Sure, his follow-up, True Lies, was a massive hit, but it would be the last unquestionably massive film for Arnold, who opened up to the Weinerd in film oral history, saying, "It's embarrassing to fail at the box office and have your movie not open well. It's embarrassing to have terrible stories written about you. It's embarrassing to have people start calling this your year to fail." As always, I had the two voices battling inside my head. The one was saying, "God damn it! Oh my God! This is terrible!" and the other was saying. Now let's see what you are made of, Arnold. Let's see how ballsy you are. How strong are your nerves? How thick is your skin? Let's see if you can drive around in your convertible with the top down and smile at people knowing that they know that you just came out with a f***ing stinker. Let's see if you can do that. It got so bad that even The Simpsons took a poke at Arnold. Hey, McBain, I'm a big fan, but your last movie really sucked. I know. There were script problems from day one. Yeah, I'll say magic ticket my ass McBain. Now financially the film goes down the books as a failure. Nevertheless, the film still has a cult following and you've got to figure that after 27 years of home video, cable and streaming, the film has finally turned a profit. And the fact remains that many of Arnold's fans still loved Last Action Hero when it came out. Sure, his adult fans couldn't care less, but to those of us who were kids back in 93, the movie served as wish fulfillment to a certain extent. We all want to be the kid who gets to tag along with Arnold Schwarzenegger on his adventures, even if it's a very strange family film. For one thing, Arnold kills 36 people in the film, which is a pretty high body count any way you slice it. Sure, it's not Commando where he kills 74 in the last act alone, but for a PG-13 movie, it's pretty high. Some of the deaths are comical, but he ends lives pretty willy-nilly here. I guess because there's no blood or f-bombs, this passed for a PG-13 movie in 1993, but now the amount of gun violence would probably get it in R. Also, Jack Slater's son dies a pretty gruesome death that's played over and over. I mean, what's that about? Last Action Hero is probably best enjoyed for its nostalgia, or for younger fans that get off on the cheesiness of 80s action films, with some of the jokes pretty dead on. For one thing, there's the great bit where they do a Joel Silver-style trailer for Hamlet, with Arnold as the classic melancholy Dane. Then, there's a brilliant gag where upon entering his apartment, Slater immediately shoots the closet because he just knows someone's hiding in there to kill him. That's how regular an occasion it is. The gag about all of Arnold's roles going to Sylvester Stallone in the Jack Slater universe is pretty good too. And in fact, the movie holds up pretty well when it's set in the movie within the movie. It's only when the action crosses over into the real world that things get kind of tepid, with lots of cutesy banter between Arnie and the kid, and too much schmaltz. Arnold also really struggles with comedy. You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. He's great when paired with people like Ivan Reitman, who knows how to use him, but left to his own devices, Arnold goes way overboard, such as towards the end where he sends himself up as a wimpy action hero. Another issue is the lack of villains. Charles Dance is good as the one-eyed assassin Benedict, but he should be the henchman, not the main baddie. And considering he gets the magic movie ticket and seems to be entertaining the idea of bringing the worst villains of all time into the real world, A HUGE opportunity to pit Arnold against legendary villains is missed. Just think of what they could have done with the premise. Instead, Benedict pulls out a villain, Tom Noonan's Ripper, that Arnold has already killed. Come on, that's the best they can do? Still, Last Action Hero isn't nearly as bad as its reputation suggests. And I'd wager that Arnold fans have a soft spot for it. Especially compared to some of his legitimately bad later vehicles, including a couple of Terminators that shouldn't have happened, in something called Killing Gunther. It was a big swing and a miss, and a fascinating example of blockbuster filmmaking gone awry. But it has its moments, that's for sure, and Arnold, God love him, really kind of is the last action hero. It's a bomb!